I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, this is Marlo Higgins, your host to 22 Minutes to Having It All podcast, and this introduction this week. Now, as I mentioned, we have handpicked just some amazing people to help us launch this new platform of having it all, the concept of having it all. And Mike Searock is one of those people. He titles himself a people builder. And when it comes to having it all, I think the biggest part that I took from this conversation with Mike was his impact. And that's the pillar of our focus in this conversation. You know, he talks about the level of being and from a spiritual perspective, and it's very, very powerful. You know, he talks about choosing to be great and being successful, but that is within our being and really owning our circumstances. It's a very powerful episode. Mike Searock talks about the hardships that he experienced as a young individual coming up, making his start in life and how he was in the mortgage business, right? But woke up one day and said, you know what? It's not so much the mortgage business as it is the people business. And that's where this episode with Mike Searock and our conversation around having it all around people building and the impact that we can make I am just delighted to have this episode come to you this week as we launch into this new platform. So get ready, buckle in, because this is going to be a great episode. Welcome back to 22 Minutes to Having It All podcast. And today I want to welcome, we have Mike Searock with us. Now, I'm really excited to have Mike with us because he's on a mission to build people. He's driven to inspire others and he measures his success on how he is able to help others achieve greatness. And I think right there is where we're going to start the conversation. So Mike, welcome to today's episode. Marlo, thank you so much for having me. I always start every interview that I do with gratitude because it's meant such a big impact in my life. I mean, it eliminates everything to complain about. (laughs) I'm just so thankful to be here. And thank you for your audience for showing up. Yeah, no, I believe in strengthening that positive, optimistic muscle. And by having gratitude, I mean, that right there is the fuel right behind it. So yeah, I mean, you're you're the chief executive officer at People Building, right? So let's kind of dig into some of these things. I mean, so you're driven to inspire others. Yes, I love that. But what does achieving greatness mean? Like, what's the definition to you, Mike? I don't know that it's something that you achieve. I think to me, it's a, a level of being. Greatness, success is all something that you be. So to me, it's the level of being. It's not necessarily the journey or the, the where you end up. It's every single day waking up, choosing to be great, to be successful, no matter what comes your way. So is it a mindset thing? To me, it's spiritual. Ooh, okay, take us there. Yeah, I mean, to me, it goes beyond mindset. Well, mind to me is part of spirit, but it's a spiritual thing that you decide to do. and. To me, understanding that 
you know, I'm a believer in God and I just know that the God that I serve is an all-powerful, omnipotent God, and he wouldn't put us on this planet with limitations in our spirit. And so to me, I wake up every single day with the obligation to make sure that I reach for my potential that was given to me. And anything short of that to me is a, is an issue. It's kind of one of the things like I don't want to be disrespectful and ungrateful for everything that's been given to me. So that's the way I approach it. And, you know, there's easy things that we can slide into with our attitudes, with our actions or lack thereof, with our communication or lack thereof. It's so easy to slide into things that don't serve going after your potential. And it's very, it's something we have to be very conscious of. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've used your past life experiences to fuel your personal fire. So Mike, I mean, how have you coined yourself the chief executive officer of people building and what past experiences have fed into the gratitude, the spirituality and how you serve today in the world? Yeah. So I was in a mortgage company. Um, I was a real estate agent, then into mortgages as a loan officer. Then I started building branches division with my partners and we built it up to 30 some employees. And then I started thinking to myself when I wake up in the morning, like I'm not in the mortgage business. I'm really in the people building business. Like I build people. I work with people that are struggling and have blind spots and try to elevate those around me. And, you know, it doesn't always work. Like today, recently, I had one of the employees that I really looked to develop from scratch to something wonderful. And he started falling off and he was such a great success story. Then he started falling off and being disengaged. And, you know, I don't blame other people. I take full responsibility for things. So at some point, there's something that I could have done or didn't do that led to him being disengaged. And he decided to take another opportunity. First, you get emotional, but really emotions don't belong in business. My mentors teach me this all the time. Emotions only belong in business to celebrate. And so I have to look inside to see, okay, what could I have done differently? What could I do differently next time? And how are we going to have a bounce from this? Like when something has a setback to me, we elevate. We don't stay where we are. We don't, we don't want to go back to where we were. We want to go way past where we were prior to the setback. So that's just something actually like recent that's going on right now that I'm personally dealing with. I'm putting the shoes that I preach all the time where I got to practice what I preach. And so it all stems back from back in the day when I, I came from a home, a broken home. I don't remember my parents together. I was grew up around a lot of broken people, drug addicts, alcoholics. I never wanted to accept the story they were telling themselves of why they were doing it. Even though they bought into it, I never wanted to accept it. I knew there had to be a better way. It's kind of basically like a, a precedence versus principle. Precedence talks about what's happened in the past, and that's why things are happening now. Like an alcoholic that, that blames their parents or their upbringing or their genetics or what have you. I'm more on a, the line of principle. It's something, there's got to be a better way. Like, that's not okay. There's got to be a better way. Looking and basically causing and creating futures. And so for some reason, I've always been like that in a way. I think when I was about three or four years old, I remember my mom telling me a story about a leader and what a leader means. And she said, you're going to be a leader one day. You're so inspiring right now. And that kind of imprinted into me where I was like, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to operate. And I looked at the world through that lens. And that's kind of led me here to where I am today. And there's a lot more to the story. I wrote in the book, Rocket Fuel. It just came out in May. It's a bestseller. There's a lot more details in that story uh, we can go into, but I, I don't know how far you want to take that. So. Yeah, no, you know, people, they are the product, right? We just happen to run organizations and sell widgets and make profit. But really, when it comes down to it, and you know this, people are the end product and people are the greatest asset we have. So, you know, by you stepping in and, and delivering on 
helping them feel their own fires. Is there a certain approach, Mike, that you take to that process? Or, you know, how do you build other people up? Because I think that's kind of an interesting concept. Well, at the same time, I mean, you did say like people is what helps us and nobody's done anything great without people being around them and helping them. But at the same time, we're in a world of like a screwed up world. Most people are broken to some extent and confused and they have data that's been given to them that's wrong, that's led them in the wrong direction and it's compiled and compounded to make things worse for themselves. And so when they, a lot of times when people get to me, to me, it's like, oh, I got to figure out how to unprogram people and then reprogram them the way they should be thinking in order to get to where they want to go. So it's not for my purposes, by the way. Like This is something that my purposes will be fulfilled as long as I do what I need to do for other people long enough. But most people will only get as far as they think they can, but they can go a lot farther than they think they can. Right. That, yeah, there's, there's a lot of untapped potential that people just don't know how to dig into. It. I was going to say, to answer your question, so I always start with like asking the question, you know, what, what is important to you? You know, have you ever thought about what kind of life you want to live? And in a perfect world, there's no limits. What would you want in life? And don't put limitations on it. Don't worry about how you get there. And I start by that conversation right there and get people thinking about playing a bigger game no matter where they are. It's powerful. You know, we live by the mantra within the brand that a setback is a setup for a comeback. And really understanding that we're in that setback. I mean, everything is devastating. We really can't see any further out than where we are. But when we can position it and flip it to say, you know what, this is possibly my greatest setup for my biggest comeback. I think that just gives us a feel. How do you relate to that mantra? Yeah. So when I was uh, eight years old, I decided to leave my mom's house. She was going on to her third marriage and I didn't want to move into another man's house, another man's rules. So I went to my dad's who was on to his second marriage and I was there from eight to about 11. And during that period of time, it was very traumatic abusive threats. You know, there's a lot of conflict going on when you add step parents into the mix. Once there's already child support and custody battles, you know, it all pours down on the kids a lot of times. And I thought it was ordinary at first until I started going over friends' houses and seeing happy families. (laughs) And, you know, I used to sleep with my baseball bat at night when I was about nine years old because of the things I was seeing and hearing. And so at some point I realized this isn't ordinary and I need to figure out a way to get out of here. So I told my mom what was going on and shared about the stories of abuse and things. And she said, you know what? You don't need to live like that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get you out of there. Like you, you don't need to live like that. But when I do, I'm going to go file court papers. And when I do, you cannot leave me hanging out to dry. So you need to stick to your guns. You have to remember that this is the what believe in. And because people are going to try to talk you out of your beliefs in life to serve their own purposes, or if they feel threatened by you, they're going to try to talk you out of what you're doing. And you got to remember this lesson. So I did remember that and weeks went by and finally my dad was served court papers and I came home from school and it was, the the room was filled with tension. I could tell something was up and he sent me to my room and, you know, my dad was my hero. He had his own masonry business. He used to lay block and concrete and bricks and he had real big forearms and rough hands and always carried a wad of hundred dollar bills around with him in his pocket, like construction work, Italian construction workers used to. And I always looked up to him for that. Like he's such a hard worker and, and, and. He always had $100 bills. I thought that was cool. And when he came back to confirm what he saw in those papers, I stuck to my guns and didn't discuss it with him. He reminded me how poor my mom was and how she had men coming in and out and she's under her third marriage and all these things to try to, well, you really shouldn't tell a kid, but try to convince me to stay. 
But yet I stuck to my guns and he said, okay, if that's the case, he takes that wad of $100 bills out that he kept in his pocket all the time and peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me. I said, here then, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And, you know, when that happened to me, at first, the first thing I thought was, oh no, what did I do? But very quickly after that, because I'm a stubborn cat, I thought to myself, well, I'll show you, I'm not going to need that money. I'm going to elevate so high that, that you're gonna, you, you couldn't be more wrong. And so that spark right there for 30 some years subconsciously, I was driving off of that, trying to do the best that I could at everything that I did. And I really identified that two years ago um, when I did a self-assessment of why I was elevating despite things happening to me that would appear to be setbacks. And I realized that I was storing everything that would come my way to stop me or slow me down in my tank, my fuel tank, instead of my trunk where it would weigh me down. And that allowed me to convert it into rocket fuel to become unstoppable to get it into outer space away from gravitational pull and all these different suppressing things that would pull you back. So that's what I wrote the book about. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And I love that you are fueling the rocket, you know, again, it's that setback, but you've turned it into a way. So, you know, obviously your stories, it's, it's compelling and people are listening to this episode and they're relating to it. I mean, do you have any advice, Mike, for somebody who needs to take it out of the trunk and put it in, you know, into fuel? What, what, how would you connect the dots for them? Yeah, it's hard to do when you're in close proximity to an adversity. You need to really get hope at that time because there's very little light at the end of the tunnel at that moment, if any. So understand that no matter what, push through, push through. But when you're not in that close proximity to adversity, you need to really just grasp this concept that anything that comes your way is designed to learn from or fuel you. And once you grasp this concept, like today, when I lost this young man that worked with me for years that I've helped grow from scratch, in this business, the quicker I realize that this is going to be something that that propels not just me, but my team, and there's something here that I can learn from and fuel from, the quicker I can do that, the quicker I can see opportunities. And Mm -hmm. we didn't waste any time today. We had a meeting with the whole team, fired everybody up, and I had people telling me that they were going to replace that business, no problem, and this and that, which it's not just about the business to me, it's about the relationship, but it speeds things up for you in recovery. Mm, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, and I, I'm loving your honesty, Mike, around that, you know, you bring everybody together, you, you state the facts and you say, okay, how are we going to, you know, shift? Because I think you do need to honor that person, you know, whatever reason they choose to leave, I think for you not holding back, but letting just releasing them. And I think there's something to be said about that. And, you know, I think organizations today, there's a lot of companies that are dealing with that, right? How do we like get past releasing a good performer, you know, when we're not ready to make that our reality? What, what, again, what are you hearing in that space? Well, here's the thing. So at the end of the day, rejection or loss only hurts when you don't have enough of something. Mm, This is why people like, this is a touchy subject for people. Why, why I keep driving no matter if I have money or not. Why do I keep, no matter what success, I always try to go to the next level. I'm never satisfied. I'm happy all the time and I'm very grateful, but I'm never satisfied because of the fact that without abundance, things like this hurt. Like without abundance, rejection hurts. When you don't have a lot of something, if you are in business and sales and you don't have a big pipeline and you lose a customer, it hurts. If you have a big pipeline, it doesn't hurt as much. So to me, this is why I go after things so hard and always pretend that I'm grinding like I'm broke because I know that things are going to be, you know, things are going to leave sometimes. People are going to leave sometimes. And again, it's not personal. It's an alignment situation. That's what I looked at and told the team. But that's why you need a lot of things. And, and 
anybody that says otherwise is just quit and going after a lot of things. Well, Dr. Gary Chapman talks about in the book, the five love languages, right? When our tank is full, we can feel no failure. And I think that's a very poignant thing of what you're offering today. You're keeping your tank full, Mike. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're revving other people up. And I think there's something to be said about that because when our tank isn't full, we have to go to those who have a full tank like yourself and we need to, to tap into them. And we need to get some of those, those things that, you know, we don't know how to obtain, but somebody like you, you know, when you're full like that and you're oozing with gratitude, you have a, a, an ability to kind of uh, set them up in a way. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And you know, another thing, Marlo, that was uh, getting to me over the years is without my dad, you know, I had a stepfather that stepped in, but he wasn't really good with business and money. And I didn't really have mentors growing up. I was kind of just pushing through and hustling and learning on my own and which takes longer, costs more money, more time. And so I started thinking recently, what could I do to make an impact for people that don't have a mentor, don't have, you know, maybe they spend a lot of money in coaching and, and training courses and events, but they're just not seeing the, the results. And so I'm really quickly becoming a ferocious proponent on getting results for people as quickly as possible. And what I realized for me, one of the things for me was I was always a systems and processes weakling. <laughs> I say, I didn't know the steps. I didn't know what step one is, step two, how many steps were there to achieve something? So just recently, we uh, created a, a tech product. It's launching in August. It's called Blueprinted. That's with two O's instead of the regular spelling of blue. Blueprinted, where anybody that's had success in any format, uh, vertical, industry, whatever the case is, can create a blueprint in our creator studio, or we'll create it for them based on their content. And they can put it on the marketplace for people that are looking to achieve success in anything. Now, if the way I see this and I vision this is like a Google or an Amazon for blueprints to success in any, in any area. And I'm very proud of this because we've also partnered with the 10X and Grant Cardone with this. And, you know, we're also trying to build tech companies for non-tech entrepreneurs and have an impact in that way as well for those to kind of level the playing field. I'm, I'm very excited with what we're getting into now. And it's all stemmed from trying to become unstoppable, help other people become unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. Mm, yeah, systems equals performance. And I think, you know, the, the systematic approach, because when we have a system, you can tweak it, you can edit it, you can pivot from it. But once, you know, if you don't have a system, you're, you don't even know where the wheel cog is to even fix. Yeah. So yeah. very, very brilliant. Okay, so this is the Having It All podcast, right? So I want to ask you as our guest, what does having it all mean to you, Mike? Yeah, a lot of people would look at that differently, right? So to me, it's having the ability to set my sights on something in life and be unstoppable to going after it. And that could be something that could be uh, a spiritual thing. It could be a relationship. It could be, you know, achievement. It could be a lot of things. But at the end of the day, I just want to be waking up every day thinking about, how can I be the most valuable person on this planet? How can I be the most valuable husband, father, employer, partner? Whose hero can I be today? To me, that's having it all. When, when I can ask that question and freely go after that with no restrictions, that's to me what it's all about. Yeah, Mike. And you know, you've been married for 17 years. You have two beautiful children. You know, so how do you manage not missing out on family time and running a successful business? Well, it's about setting your commitments and priorities. And I've done that. And, you know, I've situated myself where I can work from my house in my studio 
and I can spend time with my family. And I just went to Miami this recently. I traveled quite a bit. And this past trip, I took the family with me because I wanted to have them with me on some trips. And so that I go to my thing during the day. And then I, when I'm done, we go to dinner and spend time together, have breakfast in the morning. So it's just, a, it's just a commitment that we make and being intentional with what we want and not let anything get in the way of that. There will be times where I don't, you know, I'm not focused on the family as much because I have things at a time schedule thing. And then I just make sure that I am aware of what's going on and I assess by the way, assessment to me is one of the biggest things I've done for myself that's helped. Assessment leads to elevation. You know, if you know exactly where you are right now, you can tell how far you need to go to get to point B. If you don't know where you are at point A, you don't have any data on how far or how long it's going to take to get to where you want to go. So every day, at the end of the day, I assess my situation. How did I eat? Did I get good sleep? Did I exercise? How was my communication? How are my relationships? How's my finances? Did I spend money on things I shouldn't have spent money on? All these different things I go through every single day. Mm. Same questions. I mean, do you kind of have like a checkoff list that you ask yourself or something unique every time? Yep, absolutely. I go through the seven A's and the G, gratitude. Seven A's, you know, goes to attitude, action, architecture, acceptance. I can go on and on and on. But that's, that's a list of things I go through every day. So as you're juggling things, do you ever feel like you're letting anybody down? Is that ever a concern of yours? I always feel like that. So I I have a thing. I think my mentor, uh, one of my coach mentors slash mentor, uh, Brandon Dawson said productive paranoia. Mm. I'm never satisfied and never happy, never feel like I'm doing enough. All the stuff I do on social media, I feel like nobody's ever seen it. I got to do more. I'm on my team constantly. Like, what can I do to help more? What, what, What are we missing? When somebody leaves our organization, I take it fully on myself, 100% responsibility on what could I have done differently? What, what can I do differently in the future? You know, because if I don't do that, it doesn't, I have no control. And everything has changed for me ever since I've taken control of, of things. And then some people, Marlo, will say to me, well, if you're a believer in God, aren't you supposed to give the control to God? And, and yeah, God lives, to me, God lives inside of me. Like I, I have, God is part of my spirit inside of me. And so when I take responsibility, that's part of that. It's, it's, it's conjoined together. And I know some people that'll go over somebody's head or they don't, don't get it, but this is just the view I've had on it. It's helped me elevate big time in helping people. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. And I've, I've got another question for you. I mean, are there any dangers to saying yes, Mike, in the role that you've held? I mean, is, is there a danger to saying yes at times? Yeah. So basically I have a purpose. All people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So my, it's kind of general, but what it allows me to do is give binary decisions. Does that serve my mission or does that go against my mission? And if it's not, if it's unsure, then it's a no. And so I'd make decisions binarily, like if it goes towards what I want to accomplish, I'm doing it. If not, and I make those decisions very quickly. Love it. You know, yeah, just assessing yourself, I think, really has, I mean, listening to this has taken you so far. You're checking in with yourself on the regular. And I think more people need to be doing that because that's when, you know, we're just feeling like we're just floating out there and we're not actually living. But the fact that you're assessing it, you're bringing it back to you and you're connecting the dots. And that's where I think that the biggest impact has had. So, okay, we're coming to the close of the episode. This goes really fast. Where can we find more about Mike C-Rock? Well, right now, I want to send everybody to blueprinted.com. That's B-L-O-O printed.com. I'm very excited about this product. This is going to be an industry disruptor in the coaching, training, consulting uh, arena. 
and the firepower that we have behind it to promote and to get, you know, this is something that, you know, people can monetize off of their, their content expertise, as well as other people to, you know, have success by just seeing the steps to, to, it takes to be successful. And otherwise, I'm everywhere. So Instagram, Clubhouse, you can find me anywhere if you look up Mike C-Rock. Okay, what is your favorite conversation on Clubhouse? Like, what is, I mean, take me to one of your more recent Clubhouse conversations. What was really it? Really the one, the rooms where we're just shooting the crap with everybody and laughing and talking a yeah. little bit about business, but also joking and, and throwing <laughs> digs at each other. And Yeah, Clubhouse is fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a unique platform for sure. Well, this has just been an absolute delight. I can't wait to see what the Blueprinted does. For, for you and for others that are you know participating and purchasing that product. So what a phenomenal thing. So Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Marlo, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was great. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired personally defined and always within reach.